take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. I still can't believe we popped our cherry on season three, bro. Dude, season three. Let me ask you this. When do you think it's too early to do a clip show? Uh, my guess is uh, episode two of season three of less than 2,000. <laughs> okay. But I think it, by season three, we can do a clip show, maybe near the end. Sure. Like, sure. yeah, let's just, let's wait till the very end, you like, know, to end. do a clip show. Yeah. No, I mean, you and I have been talking about In Living Color for forever. Like, yeah. I mean, we have had it on our list forever to do In Living Color and I love that you had the idea of In Living Color is way too in-depth of a conversation, way too intricate, and way too amazing with so much to cover. Mm-hmm. So how about we just do the music parodies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were going to do In Living Color in season two, and, and we were ready to do it, and then we got together and we're like, this is way too much, way too broad. We cannot do justice to In Living Color. Correct. By- so so we are we are going for one episode and specifically the clip show season three episode 26 the music parody episode this is quite frankly what i remember most about in living color i'm not gonna lie i mean we all remember so much of the other stuff but nothing nothing sticks out in my mind more i still have it on vhs can't play it, but I still have it. <laughs> this episode that I think I can't even believe it lasted as long as it did because you and I wore the hell out of that tape. We must have watched the this episode 50, 60 times. It, it was, it, this episode's so great in Living Color is just great in general. And this one... Like you said, this is the one when I think of In Living Color, I think of this episode. 1992, May 1992. And and, and so, yeah, why not put a, a, a clip show together? We're going to do a clip show at some point, maybe season three, episode 26. And that'd be funny to take little clips of us from all of our various like unrelated topics and just mash them together and be like, <laughs> here you go. Have a clip show episode. This episode came out in 92. And at the time, some of the most amazing music ever was out. I mean, this is, we already had, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot dancing around, rapping on a yellow molded plastic butt. Yes. You know, um, LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out was already out. You had Black or White by Michael Jackson. I mean, the list goes on. This was an epic time for music in general. It, it was. And what better way than to pay tribute by ripping it apart? And that's what In Living Color did. <laughs> and that's what's so amazing about it. 
Starting with 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 downtown Julie Brown parody with, with a downtown Julie Brown par- parody. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> who's who's great? I love her. She's still yeah. on nineties on nine, nineties on nine. There we go. She really tied the whole episode together because you can't just string the music videos. You got to have somebody like giving you the ride along with it. And with MTV being so big, it was it was you know and the VJs and all of the all the ways that they would hype music videos and all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. So, so we need to do something like that for our clip shows where we, you know, you and I come up with some character that connects the diff- different parts together. So when and, we have to fulfill our contractual obligations with sponsors, but we really have no motivation to record anything, we'll yes. just take a best of and like smash the last three years of great content from us. Right, right. And just repurpose it. And we'll just like add little intros like, remember when? And then we'll just go into, <laughs> <laughs> remember that time that I, and then insert like, you know, exactly. Bill Murray. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So the other the ori- the other original piece of this was the uh, the first video did not appear on any of the other episodes so far and it was uh, when a man needs a big hit by Michael Bolton played by Jim Carrey when a man needs a big hit there's only one thing he gotta do swipe another song from a long dead brother. <laughs> it's- that is this biting satire that made In Living Color so good. Jim Carrey singing, making fun of the fact that white people rip off black music all the time. Oh, big time. <laughs> and, you know, that was, that was, I had to look it up as Percy Sledge did the original When a Man Loves a Woman. And there's no comparison between Michael Bolton and Percy, the original no. old soul that was Percy Sledge. White people ripped off all the music, all the rock and roll, hip hop, everything came from old blues. To be honest, I, I didn't, we didn't get it when we were 11 years old. In this period, the early 90s, we loved SNL, and rightfully so. And we're not taking anything away from SNL when we say it was brilliant, it was great, had the greatest cast of all time. But uh, I would say that in Living Color, is hipper, is more socially aware. I mean, SNL had Without question. the broad comedy and the more memorable skits, arguably. But In Living Color was the real thing, and I didn't really appreciate it until I got older and looked back on it and was like, whoa, this is, this is live, yo. I'm glad to hear you say that, Adam. Because that, that you appreciate it more now today because I think that's the thing about amazing art. And I think that's what some people missed about In Living Color is that it, it wasn't just socially aware. The layers of the jokes within the sketches and everything and in the skits were were far more profound than just, hey, isn't this funny? And as a kid, mm-hmm. we were, as kids, we were just laughing at like, oh, that looks like, you know, Vanilla Ice and and he's kicking his shoe off and Grandma yes. gave me this dumb jacket stuff. You know what I mean? Like we understood a layer of the joke, but great comedic genius is when you can layer multiple layers of jokes that'll hit different people different ways within the same thing. And I think In Living Color did that far better than SNL. 
SNL was very much a one note. I'm going to make you laugh. And then eventually it became, let's continue to try to make you laugh within the same thing far too long to where it became Mm. cringeworthy. And that's where SNL went. But In Living Color didn't do that. There was more to it at times. Not all of them, but definitely at times. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Wow. I think I think what we need for season three is a, a sound effect, is a sounder for the ew, 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 or like a <laughs> smart point. No, that, that, that is great because, of course, we could understand a, a head exploding, but we did not fully appreciate, even maybe even a little bit appreciate the Michael Bolton having his biggest hit off of you know, stealing an old song. Yeah. No, definitely did not get those layers. Those are things that you only get with, with age and wisdom. The next segment was, was You Can't Touch This by T- MC Hammer, played by Tommy Davidson, who's, who's great in his own right. Okay, so Tommy Davidson as MC Hammer, and you could hear the crowd just eat that up. The crowd was peaking the whole way through because it was so outrageous and so oh, just yeah. spot on. He nailed it. And nailed it with the huge balloon pants <laughs> that he's that he's dancing in and stuff. I mean, it was spot on. The the choreography, the way they, they made the video look like the actual video was just so perfect. Or the backup dancers and the, the choreography and everything. I, I, I mean, it was just... My, my, my pants so baggy that moving ain't hard. Make you want to say, oh, my Lord, hey, Hammer, do you really have a weenie with pants like this? You look like a genie. And then <laughs> and then he and then his pants like go over his head. He gets swallowed alive by his pants at one point. Right. Yeah. And then, and then falls then... off the stage and has to jump back up and be like, stop. <laughs> they were making parodies of MC Hammer within weeks or months of him coming out oh yeah yes because this thing originally debuted this clip came from july of 1990 can't touch this came out in february of 1990 so within a handful of months they were already doing the baggy pants jokes wow let's move on to the next one jim carrey again as vanilla ice white white baby Talk about nailing a parody. <laughs> I mean, this probably is the best parody of the entire clip show. Do you agree with that? I think so. I, this or Michael Jackson. I mean, it, it's... I, 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 if I'm going to be critical, I felt like there's a lot of dead space in this particular... There's a lot of dead space in Vanilla Ice in general! Like... <laughs> I, the the lyric, I'm white and I'm capitalizing on a trend that's currently rising. Like, 
again. And, and and I was watching, I was reading the YouTube comments, and somebody mentioned that at the VMAs or Emmys or whatever, Vanilla Ice came out and and presented an award, and they sh- they 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 showed in the crowd Keenan Ivory Wayans, um not smiling or looking looking weird or whatever like the next week they debuted this episode this parody like he he got the idea from seeing him and seeing the crowd and being like man this white boy is stealing our music and our look like and just slays him like within a matter of a couple of weeks looking back on it i'm i'm quite frankly embarrassed to say that i liked vanilla eyes because all the other white rappers of that time were still were still like coming in trying to give their street cred. He literally just froed his I mean flips his hair up and then comes out into the world like capitalizing. Like the lyric said, <laughs> this white boy capitalizing on a trend that's currently rising. And that's exactly what he did and why he failed. And, and what's so funny about it is that Jim Carrey's look and everything and his his mannerisms in his costume and dance moves aren't that far off. Like it's no. very close. Like that hairdo is is pretty much how it was. And that outfit. And that. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Paula Abdul one. Promise of a Thin Me. It was uh, Kelly Cofield was the actress, and she's good and everything. Uh, I can't sing it, but. Uh, the lyric, my thighs are splitting and my butt is too wide. Promise, promise of a thin me, promise, promise. So this doesn't get made today. Mm-mm. If this show is running today, this is probably the one parody that you could not make today, you know, because um, it's just not appropriate to fat shame someone. But for those listening that don't remember this particular parody. The thing behind it was that Paula Abdul actually had been gaining weight in real life. Mm-hmm. And when they shot her video, the director stretched the footage w- longer. So that way everything looked thinner. So that's why in this parody, they smushed the camera. So when she turns, everything (laughs) widened. So the concept behind what you couldn't do today is actually very funny. I feel bad because it's unfair to Paula Abdul that anybody, anybody did that. I thought this was, I thought this was a little, I thought this was mean now. And I remember at the time I thought it was mean, like even as an immature 11 year old, I thought this kind of crossed the line and it it is, it is really, I mean, she's got a padded butt in addition to being widened on screen. And it's like every single joke is about her being fat. Superhero stuff. You should know. Go deeper than you've gone before into your favorite comic book films, storylines, and characters. Superhero stuff you should know. I'm part of the HyperX Podcast Network. <laughs> Video Death Loop is a show where we watch a short clip on loop until one or both of us can't take it anymore. Each week, one of us picks out a video the other does not know about to their dismay. Video game cutscenes, TV show openings, music videos, and occasional horse videos are just some of the clips we've ran and we're five seasons in. Check us out every Friday. 
I will say this proudly. I really liked Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson, especially in the 80s, okay? Like, Opposites Attract was one of my jams. I loved that. I loved that video, and it was so... It had that Who Framed Roger Rabbit animation to it and the yeah. rap part and, and how, how great it, uh, Paula Abdul was at the time. And then, of course, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation was just fire. Oh, God, I just used a word from, like... We got to edit it. <laughs> oh, my God. He didn't say bodacious or oh, anything God. of the sort. He said it was fire. I, so I I just felt really... Moving on. I just felt... Just blow past I want to live in this one for a I, moment. I, <laughs> like, I can't I believe bad. those words. That, that word, duh, flew out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no redeeming that. There's just no redeeming that. That's staying in. She's a cold-hearted slave. Oh, look into his eyes. Uh-oh, he's been telling lies. Okay, you remember Cold-Hearted by Paula Abdul? No. And then, <laughs> and then I don't. straight up now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, 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 or are you just having fun? I th- I believe do, if I'm do, hearing the do, words do, do, correct do, through do, that do, do, garbage, do. <laughs> uh... I believe I know that song. And I'm not trying to be cool on this show. I would happily admit. I mean, I, I admitted to Dawson's Creek. So this is not me trying to sound cool on the show. I literally don't know this. I think I heard that last one. <sighs> Let's move on to LL Cool J. Can we please just move on to the next one? Yes. Yeah. Cool J. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I need to compose myself. You, you can't believe it. <laughs> Take a drink well, and I mean, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out, or as this one was called, Mama's Gonna Kick You Out. This was one of those that um, we knew that he grew up in his grandma's basement house because... He literally puts it on his on his tracks. So we all knew it was not like a mystery that he, you know, was like grew up in his grandma's basement. Dude, I'm not sure that you I here's how I can redeem myself a little bit on this episode. This isn't making fun of LL Cool J. It's making fun of Jimmy JJ Walker, who was on good times and ain't worked in years. This is LL Cool JJ, played by uh Sean Waynes, and it's I need to make a comeback. I ain't worked in years. Um, and I, no, keep I, going. <laughs> keep I, going at that level. <laughs> I made rounds. I made rounds in the Hollywood circle, but now I'm getting dissed by Urkel. And it's about JJ, Jimmy JJ Walker, who played JJ and and the show Good Times, which was like a show that clearly you don't remember. But his whole thing was dynamite. And like he, this guy was the Urkel of the seventies. He, 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 the Jimmy JJ Walker's like, he had one, one role and it was on good times as this nerdy spastic guy. And, and that's who they're making fun of for, for having not worked in many, many years. I did not know that. (laughs) That's all right. It was, it was, uh, it was clouded amongst truth. It's Mm. a double truth. Mm. So again, 
you clearly way more intelligent on this particular parody. I got the jokes regarding, you know, LL, but it works kind of both ways. You know, you know the real story behind <laughs> yeah. the story. I think uh, this one's a little less mean-spirited because, it again, it's a shot on you're not talented or you're really too talented to just play that one character is a little bit better than you're fat. Oh, no. The Paul Abdul one's the worst. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> there's no holding a candle to that. Just like um, there's just like even though I didn't know the true meaning of this parody, it in no way outshadows the fact that you just called them, you know, Janet and, and, and Paula Fire. So, um, I mean, if anything, if, if post-2000 gave us anything in this <sighs> world, it's Adam... Mm. saying that Paula and Abdul and Janet Jackson are fire. Smart point. Hmm. That's that's definitely going to make the clip show, unfortunately. Oh, it most <laughs> certainly will. <laughs> now, I want, like our intro, I want to take a time machine back to 15 minutes ago and not say that. <laughs> so what was well, next I, I, on this show? It's Michael Jackson, black okay. or white. That's what I thought. That and that's what closes the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was the was uh, who was the actor crawling around? This was, this was Tommy Davidson again. That's right, crawling around and he turns into a cat instead of a you know, pa- <laughs> panther. Of a panther. Yes, <laughs> yes. I can't. St- I got to be honest. Maybe it was because it was played so much. I can't stand that song. Like mm-hmm. I like me some Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Jackson is fire. <laughs> and but I can't listen to that song. I don't like that song either. I hate it. It, it it's and then I mean cuz when I hear that all I want to hear is the parody. Am mm-hmm. I black or white? I don't know. Like that's what I hear every yeah. time I hear the regular song because Michael Jackson and the thing is Michael Jackson should not have sung that song because no. he he was literally going from a a black man to a white man. It's so weird. <laughs> it was it's so, so bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. And then it was supposedly it was a a skin disorder that was doing it, but mm-hmm. the structure of his face was changing. So like no, what's so real? He went from a a good-looking black man in the 70s to a white woman in the span of less than 20 years. It was weird. Yeah. It was so weird. And how he looked, even like he started changing by the time Thriller happened. But think of the cover of Thriller and like what a stud he was even then. Yeah. Like in, in, in 1984, I think. And 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 so it was so bizarre. bizarre. But thank God that people were weak because this parody will, I think, go down in history as one of the best parodies Mm-hmm. In history, for sure, of mm-hmm. In Living Color. But I would put that parody up there, uh, I mean, above most of the stuff that we got from Weird Al and most of the other parodies I've seen. Because that is an epic parody against somebody that was arguably the most famous human being, yep. at least musician at the time, mm-hmm. period. Him or Madonna. That's it. Yeah. And speaking of Madonna, the ly- the lyric... I'm still a virgin and I'm 33. Even Madonna won't have sex with me. I play with little animals and hang out with Macaulay all night. Holy shit. They were calling that stuff about back then. Dude. So, yeah, it, it was... 
it was a great parody. And then again, to close it off with the social satire, he's busting up the car. A cop comes out and the cops like, get down from there. Oh, thank you, officer. Can you tell me, am I black or white? You're under arrest. Oh, I guess I am black. And that got the huge crowd reaction. Oh, people were like, oh, yeah, that was was a great way to end that parody. Mm -hmm. It it, it was. It was a man and a great way to end the episode because how could you possibly top that? Nope. Just gloss right on over it. Just like (laughs) I wanted to gloss right over the fact that I said fire earlier in this episode. Never going to live that down. 